Where the Whiteboards Are, a podcast by educators about all things education. So on today's episode, first of all, you're going to notice the absence of Eric. He's not with us today. He's at work repairing musical instruments. Um, so we decided to record without him. Ha <laughs> ha. Miss you. <laughs> He'll still listen to it. That's so supportive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels weird not having him here, but we got we to push out that content and he was cool with us. Um, Making a bad episode without him. <laughs> Given the topics, I can pretend to answer oh, for that would be. Oh, can, I like can this. Can you notice that Eric voice? We, no. <laughs> hey, man, I just um, have been thinking. <laughs> He's going to be mad at me now. This is how we get marital strife in our home. <laughs> I just really like that you could pull the Eric voice so yeah. quickly. <laughs> I don't think that's an actually good impression of his voice, but I do think it would you know, suffice for anything. If any. you well, put it, your hands in your hair a little more. Should I like tap the microphone stand a lot in the oh, process? Wow. I was going to say, and she held her hand as if though she was holding a trumpet. It was really weird. <laughs> the roasting of Eric to start off the episode. I really do miss you though. So we have an interesting uh, episode that we're going to try and set up here and we may have to redo the intro, but Sam has an article that she's found that are like questions um, that would go in a yearbook that are targeted at teachers. And we're just going to answer some of these. There's a couple different categories. We're going to start with the category that's about life outside of school. And since it's summertime right now, when we are recording, we're going to try to address these. Okay. So our first question is, what is one of your hidden talents? Ooh. A hidden talent? Mm-hmm. Um, I am extremely good at random trivia. Mm. <laughs> you do have a lot of random factual uh, knowledge. <laughs> so, like, I watch Jeopardy almost every single day. Mm -hmm. Not Ooh. at four o'clock. I okay. watch it before I go to bed. Um, and so I definitely have absorbed a lot of just useless information. So I say that's a hidden talent. And I go play trivia mm -hmm. quite a bit. So, yeah. I feel like that's a talent. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're teacher that's down the hall may not know that about you or the student that sits in your classroom that is taking your class for the first year may not know that. Right. right. Eventually they realize it though. Yeah. Cause I will say really, you like to flex the on them. Oh yeah. I'm like, <laughs> come on, Timmy. Did you know that knows. wombats have cubed poop? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, well, is yeah. that real? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's real. It's one of their best <laughs> attributes. Yes. And, the, and then I realized I'm the only person in the room who didn't know this. <laughs> I mean, so I feel like somebody who, Coach Scholar Bowl should. That is true. It's actually accurate. <laughs> should have known. In terms of scatological facts, mm -hmm. that's probably one of the that most important ones. Under the biology category, do you think? <laughs> I mean, I have a former biology teacher I can refer you to. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'll call them up. Oh, okay. that'd be so fun. <laughs> Probably. Oh, that's your hey, cord. Yeah, Sorry. you're stealing my headphones. James, <laughs> <laughs> like, come over here. <laughs> Okay, what's your hidden talents? Uh, I would have to say like photography, but maybe that's not hidden. Yeah, you have like an Instagram. What? <laughs> it's not Two, hidden. 277 Media. <laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, maybe this is kind of lame. Like I, I like to write poetry. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No. That's lovely. Wait, can yeah. you, can we read some later? Not for the podcast. Just <laughs> oh, can I draw a sick beat? So, one of my uh, 
lessons in leadership around Valentine's Day was always to write like terrible teenage poetry. Like we would um, all do it. And then I would like to, you know, humble myself. I would break out some like teenage <gasps> Jacob poetry. Oh, which is, that you still have? Oh, yeah. And That's it, amazing. And it is fantastic teenage <laughs> angsty type stuff. Can we make an episode dedicated oh to Jacob's gosh. poetry? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Next year for Valentine's Day. Valentine's yes. Day special. Valentine's I don't know Day if my special. ego could handle all of okay. that. Because I, I have no doubt you guys would. We have two English teachers that Amanda would just and like, notes. like. And you, you graduated high school, right? No. <laughs> See, I purge all of my stuff so ferociously that I don't have any like really good angsty relics um which is both good and bad you know so like I had some friends that in high school that we were like closet poets like it wasn't something we told everybody about um shout out to Lance Suter who's a high school classmate um but he like memorized everything and I I was not that person I had to write (laughs) everything down and I cannot memorize my own material Uh like that so closet poet sounds like a really great like a band name (laughs) or at least like an album could be nice i think that we should go to the spoken word poetry like slam poetry slam poetry where's zach (laughs) get him over here (laughs) but they do them every like first or last thursday of the month where at Mm, like in an actual space yeah i have a facebook i I follow it on facebook so we will be there with jacob's book (laughs) we'll make him aren't you happy you just committed to that listen um sam can attest to the fact that i also wrote poetry yeah but like yours is nice (laughs) oh i don't (laughs) i don't know i don't know about yours but i don't want amanda to present like hers is bad that's my thing hers is good (laughs) oh oh well thank you but uh we could all do it together. Oh, mm. we could share each other's like. Oh okay, yeah, like I go up and read yours, kind of a thing. <laughs> I love it. This would like to be when I mentioned that I'm a technical writer. Like that's that's my forte. But that's why it would be so good. <laughs> I'm gonna write my poem about commas. It's I think that'd great. be awesome. Thank you. I feel like you need to teach me that because I still don't fully understand. <laughs> there are 13 rules. <laughs> and I'm ready. <laughs> I've got like one. If I round up. If I, round up. If I squint. <laughs> okay. It's the um, hidden talent. Eric has a thousand and one hidden talents to just like ent- or answer on his behalf. Um, so everybody would probably guess that he plays an instrument, but also he plays like obscure instruments. Like he plays the didgeridoo, which nice. is not my favorite. Um, recently, he got a penny whistle. Um, and so that has been amusing for him to practice with. So there's like a really extensive collection of instruments that he plays. Um, he's really good at like manipulative tricks. Like he spins deploy things but also other things that would require you to do like intricate motions with your hands that eric's really good at um he takes pictures he's also like a photographer person um so i don't know basically if you need something to happen like a small engine repair eric's got that he's ready um um, my hidden talent is i'm really good at untangling things 
that's my hidden talent. Um, so like <laughs> if you that's had okay. five necklaces that were like tangled together and they're all a giant knot and you don't want to deal with it anymore, I can fix that. <gasps> I'm ready. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm going to bring over my box. Sarah, of like my necklaces. sister does. She'll be like, hey, I need you to take care of this problem for me. And it's like three intertangled necklaces. <gasps> In my head, I went to like a MacGyver episode, like where the solution to the bomb getting ready to explode is a tangled knot of wires and Sam's like, I got this. Tag me in coach. <laughs> I love this talent for you. Thank you. <laughs> Sarah and I always say that like, um, she's going to open a floral shop because um, her hidden talent is floral arrangements. Um, and then I'm going to have like a jewelry counter where I do jewelry repair inside the floral shop. We've got it all worked out. Wow. You should create a nonprofit board that evaluates <laughs> the best knot detanglers. And, and it'll be me. And you could every win the year. award. <laughs> every year. My favorite chips are Doritos, the red kind, please, for my rewards. <laughs> um, okay, second question. What would the students be surprised to find out about you? Ooh. Ooh. That I hate them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do students find anything surprising? So my go-to, like, to mess with students is, like, I was, I was born in Mexico. I lived in Paris for a while. Um, and those are two very true statements. Um, I didn't know that. Wait, yeah. What? Yeah. This whole time. You were born in Mexico? I was born in Mexico. Um, lived in Paris for maybe a year and a half. How old were two. you? Pretty little. Like, I don't have a ton of memories about it. Is this like a military background thing? Oh, well, yeah. My dad was a drill instructor mm. in the army, but that has nothing to do with it because those are cities in Missouri. Because they're cities in Missouri. And if you leave out the Missouri part, it's really interesting. And then people are like, oh my gosh, you're Mexican? I'm like, what? That's not how it works. (laughs) Like, how are you a U.S. citizen? It's like, "Ah, okay, let's learn about how that works. Right. Um, So there you go. I was born in Mexico and I lived in Paris for a while. Still go to Paris every now and then Mm. when I go back home. It's a jet setter. He's the international darling. (laughs) I thought your dad did police work. So he did that later? Yeah, he was a drill instructor and then he was in the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Yeah. Amanda? What would they be surprised to know? Um, I always get the question of, do you have any tattoos? Which I always find interesting. And I like to let them guess if I do or not. And they oftentimes say no. Just from my appearance, because I don't have anything visible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then when I say yes, that usually surprises them. And they're like, oh, what do you have? And I'm like, guess. I like to ask them, like, to guess what they think I have. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they say butterfly. I do not have a butterfly tattoo. Definitely. (laughs) It's an orca. It's an orca. Just ramming a ship. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're they're attacking ships. Yeah, they do. They're mad. Yeah. As they should be. We yeah. need to get out we of the water. We sent a submarine down. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but I did see a news headline that were like that was like, why are orcas attacking boats? And I was like, why aren't orcas attacking boats? Um, like, okay. Of course they're attacking so, boats. So back to my hidden Traitor. talent. <laughs> I, I know useless information, right? right. Yeah. Orcas take on cultural attributes with each other. They're one of the few species that will do that. And so okay. they will. Think, um, that blew my mind. I'm like, wait. So they have their own like cultural identities. And Uh so for a long time, there were like three pods of orcas that wore salmon hats. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. For a long time. They'd put a salmon (laughs) hat on. It was fashion. But see, when you first said that statement, my 
summer brain immediately went to like, oh, they adopt like the culture of humans, like <laughs> geographically. <laughs> where they was like, how does that happen? Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't. So much. But these orcas eat Tex-Mex. <laughs> like these orcas like clam chowder. <laughs> these orcas shop at Costco. <laughs> yeah. These orcas are loyal to Price Chopper. Oh, so fun! But they do. They have like a cultural hierarchy. Yeah, that of, makes sense. Yeah, which is really interesting. And so that's why they're attacking boats. Is what they believe is a female orca was um, hit by a a boat with like a propeller yeah. and it had injured her, and so she went on the. Um, offensive and like kind of like rammed the boat and the other orcas saw this and then they they were like yes queen yes they were like um no this is ridiculous we're gonna start attacking the the boats i love the orca avengers pod like that's really nice actually but other pods have now adopted that Mm. and so truly orcas are very dangerous if you are um where orcas live i feel like Mm. they should have a nickname that relates to how dangerous they are like, like a, the killer. Like killer. Man, I like the word killer. Like, like a murder, like a slayer whale. <laughs> but it makes you wonder, like at SeaWorld and stuff, like, which uh, is awful. Let's yeah, just be clear. Yeah, SeaWorld is sad. horrible and they all should be shut down. Um, but like, it makes you wonder what those whales culturally. Right. Like maybe knew or had. They don't get to have a cultural identity and that's why they're sad. Well, I think they're sad because they're in like a chlorine-filled, yeah, but like they're, empty they're space, like but also separate. Yes, so yeah, they don't and get to be together, right? And, they're and just like animals. people, they need culture to thrive. Yes, they do. They do. Um, what was the question? Uh, oh, things students yeah. would be surprised to know. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. sorry. Um, mine's super easy. I have a tattoo in my mouth. Everybody's always like, "Well, you know, it's really lame." And I'm sorry. It is. It's like three butterflies, and they're holding hands. They're holding wings. <laughs> um, I like to tell people, Eric, I love you. Um, I like to tell people for Eric's that he used to be a very conservative person, and like the students who know him are always shocked, like firmly conservative. Mm, I like that. Oh, sorry. I have the backup question. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> question number three: What's a typical Saturday night like for you? Mm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'm probably just like recovering from the school week. So a typical Saturday night, uh, maybe I'm gonna go out and see a movie. Maybe go out to dinner with friends. Most likely, I'm probably home. Mm-hmm. Like during the day, I might go adventure more so than at night. Um, just because like I try to go to bed at nine. Mm-hmm. You know, ten. You've also told told this podcast that you go to bed at like four a.m. They're going to get mixed signals. No, but summertime, Amanda oh, I does. See, I see. Those are School different. School year, Amanda. Yeah, like last night, I go to bed till like about two in the morning. <laughs> She's wild. <laughs> but we bought Zelda, the new Zelda game. Oh, I've heard good things. It's very fun. Nice. 
So do you guys like do that together? Yes, John mm. and I both. Is it co-op? No, he just plays for a little bit, and then I play for a little bit. Oh, and we just share. Is there like competition yeah. between the two of you? No, but I will get frustrated when there's like a treasure chest or something that he hasn't seen, and I'm like, "Turn to the left, your other left. <laughs> Look straight. Just go straight. Do you see yourself on the map? Go this way." Normally, that's him yelling at me because yeah. I can't read maps like at all, and so it's oftentimes him going, "Turn to the left, the other left. No, now go straight. Now go left. Okay, now you're there." That's usually what happens. That's fun. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, we play games. It's mine. Good yeah. you. Jacob, Conklin Family Household. My typical Saturday <clears throat> is, you know, we try to do adventure core memory type stuff with the kids. Um, sometimes that's like going to the zoo or the park or something like that for them. Um, and trying to hang with them as long as they can hang. And it's, you know, Usually from there, it's hang out together for the rest of the day, get them to bed, and then, like, enjoy the stillness. <laughs> it's not very exciting at this point, um, but it's about creating excitement for them and, and doing some stuff together after usually a long week. Uh-huh. So. I think going to the zoo is very exciting. All about it. I went to Wonders of Wildlife this week for the first I've time. I've never been. Wow. It was awesome. Well, parts of it are awesome. Yeah. Parts of it are yeah. Strange. Okay. Wow. What? Yes. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? But yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, what was awesome and what was strange? Well, like, um, I really enjoyed the jellyfish spaces and like the small tank situations. The garden eels, always a hit. I love some uh, rainbow parrotfish, all about it. Um, I don't like that there's a bear living at the corner of Sunshine and Campbell. Like, that makes me feel... Not great for oh, that yeah, bear. Oh, yeah, I forgot they had that bear. Mm-hmm. They have a bat colony, which I love. Bats are, like, one of my favorite animals. Um, and so that was really cool, object- like, personally to see. But objectively, I don't think those bats are being kept very well. Um, they were very active at, like, 3 p.m., which is not what should be happening for the Because they have them in the opposite sleep schedule. Yes. Viewers can look at them. Yes. But there are other, like, the Cincinnati Zoo has a nocturnal space for their bats, but it's, like, dark. And it's, like, essentially red lit in there. So it's not actually projecting too much light onto their bats. Um, And this is not like that. Like, it's a a not super bright space, but it is lit. um, And that's not great for them and their happiness. So, you know, small animals, I think, were being well cared for. Bigger animals, I have some questions. What'd you think of the penguins? I, they weren't there. What? I didn't see the penguins. We looked for them, but I don't know if they're like working on their space or whatever, but. That's sad because they have that tube that they can go down and get fish. And so whenever you sit in like the dining mm-hmm. area, they literally will dive and you can watch them in the mm-hmm. pool. And we went over there, but no penguins. No penguins. Mm-mm. So I don't know what's, what's going on with them. Or like I saw the beaver and the beaver was just like. Sitting on some straw in a corner. And that just like bums me out for the beaver. I don't like that. Or they have like a very large octopus. And it has some toys, but it's in a really small Yeah, I don't like the enclosure. And that bums me out. So, you know, pros and cons. Yeah. Right. The tortoises, they do not have enough substrate to burrow in. And I dislike that. Um, for typical Saturdays, however, uh during the school year, Saturday is very much so speech day. Um, so like, uh, especially October through February, 
probably I'm like coming home from a speech tournament. Um, Eric and I also like to go see a movie sometimes. We have the season pass like you guys do. So we like to go do that. We like to try to see some of our friends. Sometimes Eric has uh, musical adventures that like I'm going to spectate if they're in a place that I like to be. I don't like the outland. It's sticky there. (laughs) 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 Um, What are some pets you've had or would like to own? In my classroom or? Sure. In life. Okay. So in my classroom, I've always wanted an axolotl. Mm -hmm. I love them. They're super cute, but they are not a good classroom pet. They're not actually really a good pet. They're pretty high maintenance. Yeah. They're pretty high maintenance. Um, And they don't actually like people or like, you know what I mean? Like they're not something. They don't want to be a pet. They don't want to be a pet. They're not, they're not about that life, but they're so cute. (laughs) Like a little face. Um, For years and years and years and years and years, Sam, what's the thing I wanted? A sugar glider. Mm. (laughs) I love them so much. They're Mm -hmm. so cute. They're basically a Pokemon for your hand. and <laughs> You like throw it. <laughs> yeah, you can throw it and then like come back to you. I've seen videos of them doing that where you can like, not like chuck them, mm-hmm. but you know, you can like <laughs> toss them and they'll come back. Um, chuck them. <laughs> so, but Sam is actually the one that convinced me not to get sugar gliders because she's like, they're exotic and you should probably not own an exotic they animal. They also don't actually want to be a pet. Yeah. And sugar gliders are, it's the same thing. They're supposed to be nocturnal um, or maybe not full nocturnal, but leaning towards nocturnal. They're not supposed to be active in the daytime. So like your sugar glider is going to be having a great life while you're asleep. What is the purpose? Right. So um, sugar glider dream is probably never going to happen. I'm sorry for crushing. Um, That's fine. I needed to be crushed, (laughs) to be honest. Um, So I really want, currently I'm really obsessed with wiener dogs. Yeah. I oh, like a dachshund? Yeah, I just think they're really cute. Like a long-haired one. Mm-hmm. Like the blonde, long-haired ones. Mm. Can't find them anywhere because they're obviously expensive. And, She's a model. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like cute. But I really kind of want a wiener. Um, Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I had to. And the moment presented itself and I am a fifth grader. Um, what else? I mean, I have two dogs and two cats already. So like uh-huh. real pet wise, I'm good. Uh-huh. Thinking about a third dog at some point. Really? Well, here's my thing. Bella's getting up there in age. Uh-huh. Biscuit's like five or six. Uh-huh. My thought is I don't ever want to be without one. Uh-huh. And I want my one to have a friend. Uh-huh. So I'm at that point where I'm almost ready for a third dog. Uh-huh. Because this sounds morbid. You're phasing but- Bella out. <laughs> <laughs> she's not getting phased out. She just, she's just old. Also, Brooklyn attacked her today. <gasps> no. Bella's re- so sweet. But it's because Bella like stepped on her because oh, she didn't see her. I see. And so my one cat attacked my dog and I then I had like, to yell at her. That. No, not at all. And she was like, <laughs> what? And I was like screaming <laughs> at her to leave her alone. But it's because she stepped on her because she, she just doesn't see anymore. A third dog is really where the mayhem starts. Two dogs <laughs> is very manageable. Three dogs is now you have more dogs than hands. And uh, that is the personal problem yeah, for me. True. But like with Bella, she's so chill beans that mm-hmm. like. When your other dog is like, what? Six pounds. Yeah. So, so they're like high maintenance, but easy. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. So maybe a third dog is my future. Mm-hmm. Jacob? So I have one dog at home. 
And she's on the floor. Yeah, she's right in front of me. <clears throat> she's terrified of Sam and Amanda. We're really scary. I just want to <laughs> love her. You know, I'm like, I just want to boop that snoot. Um, but I don't know that we want to have any other pets. Oh, really? Well, it's it's, it's a lot like to think about. Well, you guys know, like making sure that her needs are met if we go someplace or uh-huh. do things like that. And maybe when the kids are older and can appreciate the amount of effort and work and all those things it takes to care for a pet. But as much as we would like um, Diamond to have a, another friend, probably doesn't make sense. Um, well, I don't think a senior dog really appreciates a friend as much right. as like a younger dog does. Yeah. Because she's older, right? She is. She's definitely up there. So um, we'll probably have a phase at some point where we have no pets um, until the girls are ready to kind of take that on. Last thing I want to do is like introduce a new pet when we have two young kids. And I know Diamond would not appreciate that. (laughs) She doesn't want it either. What about a classroom pet? I had a beta for a while. I don't even know how that ended up in my room. <laughs> just like, materialized. Possibly a thing that happened. It's like, oh, that's Mr. Conklin's fish. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I definitely would not want a classroom pet of any sort. Because there's really only like, wait, there's like reptiles, fish, rodents. None of those things really seem fun. <laughs> they don't speak to you. Well, okay. <clears throat> so we did have this situation where there was a therapy dog in the school that we were at. Yes. And that was actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I like start thinking about like, there's a lot of like, you can't control what other kids do to that dog. And like, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to be responsible for that or like if some jerk kid like does something to my dog like now i have to murder that kid right and that's complicated yeah so (laughs) well and i think it's a little different too from elementary to high school like high schoolers are jerks sometimes whereas elementary if you tell them like hey this is your reading buddy for today and it's a beautiful golden retriever therapy dog and there's a little bit maybe of a different sense of um kindness to that animal um but i don't know if at a high school level they could handle it to be honest i mean we we had a biology teacher that had a parrot and they tried to kill it so yeah but they didn't like him true i guess that's the thing too is establishing relationships i I think it could be a positive thing but man you really gotta Mm -hmm. like everybody's gotta be on on board with expectations and what's good what's not i think because I, when I started seeing like colleges where they'd have like puppy days, I was like, oh, that's a really great idea. And how, from what I saw kind of on the outside, it looked like a really positive thing. Like the college students really appreciated that opportunity and it was meaningful for them. Um, and it provided some money for, you know, taking care of animals and things like that. So, um, Eric and I have three dogs and two cats. We've had three dogs for a while. The the third dog has position has been occupied by other dogs. We haven't had the best luck with male dogs. The one of them was a senior when we adopted him. So, you know, 
it was inevitable. Um, so we have three dogs and two cats. It's a very full household. Um, we are at maximum capacity. Uh, in the past, we have had a mouse, um, both one that I caught out of my classroom, air caught out of my classroom, uh, and one that we got from PetSmart. Um, I would really like to have like a tortoise, but I did a bunch of learning about what it takes to care for a tortoise, and it is involved to give the tortoise like an actual happy life. Mm. Um, so if that's something that happens, that would be in the future. Also in the future, Eric and I would like to have a low-key farm life and have like some chickens and some goats. It's kind of like the end goal. Maybe more, but we'll have to see how we do with taking care of the smaller animals first. Classroom pet? Um, I mean, well, I don't really think I could keep a tortoise in the classroom, having now learned about the size enclosure that they need. Um, I would keep a rodent really happily if I thought people would care for a rodent appropriately. I'm pretty good with, like, all forms. Um, so, like, I wouldn't mind having it in my room. Um, but I also am really pro-team therapy dog. And I think if a high schooler is mean to my therapy dog, then they need to see the counselor. And that's a really good indicator that, like, we yeah. need to address some issues you're experiencing. Right. So, um, I think that would be nice. Especially when I was thinking about administrative things, I feel like um, everybody's anxiety level could reduce a little in the room if you had like a really sweet dog in the process. Ooh, so like you as an administrator have a dog? Mm -hmm. Oh, I yeah. love that. Like a principal pal? Mm -hmm. Or like work with the counseling staff yeah. to where maybe right. it would be like my therapy dog, but it spends part of the day with the counseling staff right. and not necessarily just be in a classroom, but kind of like where you need it. I love that. Mm -hmm. The dog has its own little schedule. Could be nice. Um, what is your dream vacation? Dream vacation. Picture it. Sicily. No. <laughs> Set the scene. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, dream vacation. I would like to go to Alaska at some point. Mm -hmm. So that's big on my list. I really want to go to Iceland mm -hmm. and go in one of those igloos and like see the northern lights and like that kind of stuff. I like cold things, but I also like warm things. <laughs> um, I like cruises. So I definitely go on another cruise. I know they're bad for the environment and I know like we should not like cruises, but also give me that big O ship. To be clear, all travel essentially at this point in time is bad for the environment. So, this you know, it's true. If I'm on a big enough ship though, the orcas will not get me. That's true. I will not do any of those mm, stupid... That's what they want you to think. I, won't, I will never <laughs> they do... They you into this false sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> I will never do any of those dumb excursions on a boat anymore. Like, there's some cool ones, maybe. But, like, I'm not paying money to go on extra excursions. I just want to be on the boat or on the beach. Like, I just want to chill with no cell phone service. Oh, so nice. It's Beautiful. Just, it's just so nice. Like, literally, no one can get into contact with me, and that's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. And I also don't have the obligation to get into contact with anybody else because I'm vacationing. Mm -hmm. So, um, definitely a cruise is in my future. Iceland would be really cool. If I get on a game show, hopefully I can go travel. Yes. Um, so, yeah. That's what I would want. Jacob? Ooh, I've got a couple. So, right now, with the state of my life, I think beach tropical and not do a whole lot. Just sit there, listen to some audiobooks, relax and restore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've done that a couple times prior to kids and man, it's really nice. We also did some 
excursions out and about. And those were like, eh, okay. I don't need an excursion. We did yeah. one. Um, talk about submarine experience. Okay. Um, we did one in the Bahamas and it was a glass bottom boat yeah. situation. And so it's a boat on top. And then you went down these mm-hmm. stairs about probably 12 or 15 feet underneath. And then they had windows so you could look out. Um, the pictures we thought we were getting on a very, a much nicer boat. Um, we ended up on a literal tin can with yeah. just a welded bottom. Um, and the seat was about the size of my shoe <laughs> to sit on. And I was sitting knee to knee with a stranger mm-hmm. um, for about three hours where we're just under the water. And it started storming while we Wait. are under the water. So we couldn't see any fish whatsoever. Right. Um, and then the tour guide proceeded to tell us about the delicacies of the Bahamas, which were like fish eyes and things like that. Yeah. Um, I am someone that gets extremely motion sick. I took a drama mean. It did not matter. <laughs> it was um, not enough. I was so green afterward. I almost was to the point where someone please just let me above. I will write on top. Like, I don't care. Just, this is Just toss awful. me out a rope and I'll just float along the surface. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Dude it, was, it was awful. You couldn't see any fish. It was storming. The tour guide was talking about fish eyes. It's eight o'clock in the morning. For three hours. It's, I mean, and it's, it's, it's like bubblegum. Like, that that's good. all you can make out of fish eyes. Fish I know they're all there is to know oh. about fish. And, and I am sitting knee to knee with a stranger. Like, our knee sweats. <laughs> Like we're we're knee sweating because it's hot down there because you're twelve feet under I think the water. I've heard that country song. Knee, knee sweats. <laughs> knee sweats. Knee sweats under the water. <laughs> um, there were no mermaids. Let's be clear about that. And then we so we did this excursion, and John is also seasick now. Like he's also motion sick. So we didn't explore the Bahamas at all. We went yeah. back to our ship back to our room and our stewardess person was like, are you guys just getting up for the day? And we're like, no, we're coming back from for the day. We're done. We're done. (laughs) Yeah. And so we didn't do anything in the Bahamas because we were so just like seasick and felt awful. Um, So yeah, not a good excursion. Not a, you know, and you pay 150 bucks or something per person to do something that you think is going to be cool. Definitely was not worth it. But my second choice mm-hmm. would be like I, I have this desire to do like really high class things, things that I like Ooh. splurge on. Uh-huh. And I've heard of this place, magical uh-huh. Pella, Iowa, oh. a golden dome. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear that you know tulip time. Yeah, tulip. the tulips. Can- they have like sparkling. Amanda's like, don't talk about tulip water. <laughs> Listen though, for real, we could we could take the pod to tulip time. That would Man. be actually really fun. They have cheese throwers. <laughs> Catch yourself the jingles like, class. They have cheesemongers. Mongers. That's what they're called. Cheesemongers. Like, are they fighting you for cheese? Though? No, like, they, what carry, does that mean? they carry. They like carry fishmongers, but they're cheesemongers. They're, yeah. Okay. So they're cheesemongers. Like warmongers, but they're cheesemongers. <laughs> that's what they're called. They're called cheesemongers, and they carry big giant wheels of cheese, and they also toss cheese, and you can eat cheese at your parade. 
<laughs> if you could see her face. It's I love so, the Midwest. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fun. I just, I don't know that. I feel like just me being in the presence of Pella would soil the good name of Pella. Maybe it would enrich you as a person, though. It probably like, would. <laughs> Maybe I just don't know if my bad. friends would welcome me back after, like, <laughs> well, you I sure smell different. <laughs> You've been around a cheesemonger. Now that you're back in Missouri, That's we're not right. having any of That's that. That's right. But think about it. The girls could wear wooden shoes. And have the oh, little Lily Dutch does love fun shoes. shoes. She does. She yeah. would love some wooden shoes. <laughs> it could be so the nice. windmills. Just think of the windmills. Man. It's pretty great. That is an ideal vacation. You're right. <laughs> what was it like to like live in the number one tourist vacation destination in the world? Um I mean to grew up in Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, it was really boring. To be honest, as a teenager. Yeah, because you're like in paradise every day and you just take it for granted. You want to rebel, but there's like nothing to rebel against. Like the street lights turn off at nine. So like you literally like it's done. The town is done by nine o'clock every night. Dang, all that light pollution that you don't have to deal with. There's literally nothing that you could do. Your frogs are so happy. No, you would just go out to the lake with your friends. Where the frogs are happy. Where the frogs are happy. And you just hang out. You'd maybe spotlight some deer. That's pretty much it. Do some knee sweating. Do some knee sweating. Underwater. Underwater <laughs> knee sweating. <laughs> um, I don't, for dream vacations. So I'm really fortunate. Like I've actually gotten to go a lot of places that I wanted to. Um, so that's really awesome. I really like to go basically anywhere. So like. I mean, right now is a stressful time of life, but once the stressful time of life is done, if someone was like, hey, do you want to go on a trip somewhere? I'd be like, yes, absolutely. Let's go. Um, Personally, I really want to go to Japan. Um, Eric and I have also talked about Iceland. My parents just went there. Apparently it was cool. They liked Scotland better though. So, you know, with a grain of salt. Um, Eric really wants to do the relaxing beach Mm -hmm. vacation. Um, Last summer, we went to Colorado and hung out in the mountains for a week, and that was beautiful. So, I don't know. I just like to go places. Yeah. I don't really have a specific, like, this is the place. So, I want to bring up, we have a former colleague, uh, Joey Stokes, Mm -hmm. who's been on the podcast before. Um, Every summer, his family, his wife and, and his daughter, they go someplace. And I'm just all like, it. it's so inspirational because I don't feel like I'm at the point in my life where I want to fly with my kids. Like mm. my kids on a plane just stresses me out. Uh-huh. Um, Cause if you've ever had that experience of the kid that's on the plane, that's uncomfortable. And I just don't want to put my child through that, let alone like be in that position um, where there's nothing you can really do. Uh-huh. Um, but to see them, as a family, you know, like travel around the world and do those things. It's super cool. Like my wife and I love to travel. We're just got to get to that point when we can do it again. You also have two. Right. right. So like. Leave one at home. Is what you <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just like, <laughs> Diamond can watch one. <laughs> when there's t- two kids, you know, like maybe one kid would have been fine, but now this one's upset. Yeah. And so this one maybe is feeling a little upset about it. You know, like there's more like back and forth um, yeah. dynamics. It can get complicated. But road trips instead of flying. Right. That and is we, true. we've talked about even doing a couple of those. Even a cruise. Because even, again, cruising. So nice. Everything's just paid for and done. 
Like, and I get it. Like, I, if I'm doing the beach, though, it's going to be all inclusive. Like, I, I, I do like right. that aspect of it. It's, it's done. Mm-hmm. But like the cruises with kids, like the Disney cruises, like oh, that just, I don't think I could handle it. Really? I think they would like it. I think it would be awesome for them. But for me, it would be terrible. That would not oh, yeah. be a vacation. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, this is about me in this scenario. <laughs> right. So. Right. It's your dream it's, vacation. Your right. dream vacation. Yeah. That's right. See, I as a Disney adult, I would go on a Disney cruise yeah yeah because i just think they're i would go to disney world but i would not go on a disney cruise Cruise. there's just too many cruises in general are a lot of people in a little space man that so much shared space cruise uh Mm -hmm. that's awful i did not enjoy that yeah the check-in is awful and then like oh we have to go through the safety stuff which is important right Right. Safety regulations you want to know that (laughs) of like all things nautical super important folks uh, but I don't want to stand shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people. But I do hate it. <laughs> I think it also depends on... It's really on, inconvenient. I think it also depends on the size of the boat. Yeah. So, like, John and I were really fortunate because we were on the literal biggest cruise ship you could be on. Mm-hmm. Biggest class of Was it called ship. the Pella? It, how'd you know? <laughs> it's called the Golden Pella, actually. <laughs> the golden, it's the Golden the Shoe. It's the Golden Shoe. Golden Pella of the Seas. <laughs> no, they're called the... They're called um, Oasis of the Seas is what we were on. Um, But it's literally like a floating city. So it didn't feel quite as maybe crowded or congested. Mm. I've been on um, one other cruise from this one that was a smaller cruise ship and felt a lot more crowded. Um, Whereas this one had like adults only sections and stuff like that. Um, John and I have talked about going on the Virgin Mm -hmm. um, ones because you have to be 21 or up. Which I think would be nice. Yes. Like, there is no kids, period. Uh-huh. Um, and that one is also, like, an all-inclusive where the taxes or the um, gratuity fees mm. and stuff like that's included. Nice. So you don't tip anybody. You don't have any of that kind of stuff happening. So that's kind of going to be what we're saving up for, I think, for yeah. maybe next year the year after. That's good to know because in my brain, a bigger cruise, cruise boat is worse. Like... Because the yeah. bigger they are, the more people there are. And let's say there's six pools. Well, that's awesome. But if there's 1,600 people, that's still too many yeah. people, like, in a pool. You know, right. like, so that's good to know that it actually dissipates no. the feeling. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, we, and we had a, oh, we had a balcony. Um, oh. <laughs> Ooh, luxury. <laughs> um, we had an interior balcony. And so the inside of it. Uh, when you looked out was like Central Park and it literally was like a park with trees and people could just go walk. Um, And so it felt very big because there was literally a park in the center of the ship Mm -hmm. with trees and with, you know. That makes me think of, what was that movie with like um, 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 one of the Chris's and Jennifer Lawrence and he wakes her up in space. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. There's like a park on the spaceship. Yes. The future is now. Yeah. So, but so that maybe space wise felt good. Don't go see cats on a cruise ship. Don't go see cats, period. But don't go see cats on a cruise the ship. The musical or the tragic, tragic movie? I think both are kind of tragic, but maybe both. Like the premise um, is weird. Broadway cats. Um, John, I had never seen fully cats. I've only ever listened to the soundtrack. Like I knew the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a lot. Memory. It was, yeah, it was, it was was maybe more than we intended. And so when we went the first night, because, you know, on cruise ships, they do shows. 
um, at halftime. That's not the right word. <laughs> intermission. <laughs> intermission. When the marching band came to play. <laughs> intermission. Um, Go over, fight. <laughs> over half the audience left. Like over half of the crowd left. I can't blame them. And so John and I felt bad. So we stayed. <laughs> and I, we felt bad for the cat. I mean, literally, we were like. They get paid either way. Right. I, They're fine. I don't, they just, don't want to be doing cats either. I get <laughs> To be honest. <laughs> Emotionally, I felt really bad for them. Isn't cats super long? Oh, too? gosh. Yeah. Like the whole production is like closer to four hours, isn't it? It was insane. It was ridiculous. Oh. Dislike. But the other thing about cruise ships is you can just eat. <laughs> all day anything you want and it's awesome i like that is like a priorities infinite ice cream it's like a golden corral on the water (laughs) yeah you don't eat at buffets i don't eat buffets but don't they have buffets they have sir they have people that like give you your food Um, i mean they do have those okay i don't go to those like the ones she's making with the snarled lip and the shaky hand leonardo dicaprio eats on your cruise ship right because he's the yeah he's lower class (laughs) is that a titanic reference yeah yeah yeah. Um, well done done. (laughs) but but seriously when you go on i get least for me sometimes going to get food it can be stressful like if you don't know the area you're not sure what to eat you're not sure how crowded it's gonna be (laughs) yeah like how am i gonna get there do i have to uber where are we gonna go what if the move like what if I can't eat any of the food because it's a barbecue uh, place that only serves pork. Like, yeah. there are factors that it, eating for me can be, and I'm sure for Sam and other people with dietary restrictions, Nicole, yeah. um, it can be a hassle. It can be something that, especially in a new area, maybe you don't speak the language. Like, there's a, a lot of hassle with that, um, just socially, anxiety-wise. So, like, a cruise is wonderful because you can eat whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah. So if I'm getting peckish, I'm going to go and get me, you know, I'm going to go and get me that ice cream cone and no one's going to bat an eye. John, darling, I'm getting a peckish. Now when I put put my mouth under the ice cream machine, then they're a little skeptical. That's when they get trouble. See, I kind of like going out to find the stuff though. Like when we were in Italy, okay, one, when we were in France, Eric and I Almost cried, like for real. We went to a restaurant. We did everything wrong. They weren't even open. The guy was mad at us. And like Eric and I went back to where we were staying and we were like, we're never leaving again. Um, But we did like, and then we found a delightful restaurant with a server who was like so nice and supportive and really sweet. Um, And so like we felt better afterwards. Right. And then when we were in Italy, we found this guy who we like made best friends with. I feel like, like my parents have pictures of him. He gave us like alcohol bottles to take home. Like it was just this really like pleasant thing. So I kind of like that. There are some cons, right? Like we did almost cry at the, the earlier place. So at the earlier place, did they not? Did they end up serving you? Or no, did you we did not. Leave? They weren't even. So like it was really early in our um, Europe leg of touring, and um, it was the first time that Eric and I were by ourselves because previously we had been with people like from the country. Um, so they and like lived in the area, so they like you know, guided us through everything. Um, This was our first one we were navigating by ourselves. And I like looked up a place to eat. We go. It's like way too early because everybody in Europe eats way later than we do. Um, So they're not even open. The guy is trying to tell us that we're, we're not open, but like I speak really remedial French. 
sort of wasn't picking up what he was putting down. Um, and he got really frustrated because we couldn't communicate with him, which I understand is probably kind of fair. Um, so we had to like talk to somebody inside who's like, we're closed. You can't eat here right now. It was just like this whole thing. Um, oh. But it was really embarrassing. I felt like the worst, oh. like American tourists, you know. Um, but then, you know, beautiful stuff happens too. Right. You win some, you lose some. But on a cruise ship, you would never have that happen. That's true. You could just have lovely diners. Like we, you know, always ate in the dining, whatever, the dinner time dining where they serve you um, with your waiter. And you keep that waiter the entire mm-hmm. cruise and you keep your table guests if you like them. You can move, but. Oh, I was like, what if you don't like them? No, and we loved ours. They were nice. The, it was a husband and wife and they were, I think from Tennessee or Texas or something like that. But they were lovely, lovely mm-hmm. people. Very nice. Super funny. She was a kindergarten teacher. So like we had the school connection. Um, so like that you, you luck out and you meet really kind people too. Mm-hmm. Well, so. and that's like, like I said, afterwards we went to a different right. restaurant. The guy was super nice, really sweet. Complimented me on my attempts to speak French. Appreciated it very much. Very cute. We. Yes. Um, okay. Let's do, we can do one more. Yeah. What are your trapped on a desert island books or movies? Ooh, Ooh. I, we'll I was this not is ready for that one. one. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. the best one remaining. Trapped on a desert island book or movies. Okay, here we go. If I had to pick a, like one book, I'm going to go with Ready Player One. Oh, interesting. I know, I know Sam doesn't like it. <laughs> but the idea of like, you know, the main character being able to go to these different virtual worlds and stuff. Maybe that would be nice on a desert uh-huh. island, I guess. So I'm, I'm doing that as my book. I'm also going to pick one movie. Um, I'm going to go with Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Ooh, okay. This is a bad question. Which one is that? That would be the last one of the original trilogy. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know all the subtitles. Yeah. It's got like Jabba the Hutt has Ewoks in it. Mm-hmm. So. It's mm-hmm. really for the Ewoks that you're. I had an Ewok as a kid, like in oh, the 80s. Like I had Ewok? my own wicket. No. Aww. Yeah. Okay. What do you bring? Oh, I hate this question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, can I bring a book series? There's mm, just a single book. I'd have to redo my answer. <laughs> Whatever you need to do. <laughs> Whatever I need to do. You call your choice. I know. Can I just say, like, okay, right now I'm reading the A Court of Thorns. Well, I finished the A Court of Thorns and Roses, but I'm reading more Sarah J. Moss Mm -hmm. books. Mm -hmm. um, And I've been enjoying them, and they're something different. And I'm not somebody that's ever read fantasy before. And so it's been really nice to, like, explore that side of reading that I've never done before. Uh Um, So I'd probably bring, like, a high-interest fantasy book. Not necessarily like A Court of Thorns and Roses, something from that series, um, but something high interest fantasy that's not Lord of the Rings, because I don't think I can get into quite, I'm not quite at Lord of the Rings fantasy level yet. I mean, they're vastly different. Right. Like that high fantasy versus high engagement fantasy. They're very Um, different worlds. So I think I'd bring something in that realm. My favorite movie as a kid was Dumbo. And I think I would want a comfort movie. And so I think I would bring Dumbo. Dumbo's so scary. 
The pink elephant? <laughs> well, in the whole beginning is so sad. Oh, when yeah. he like loses, he's separated from his mom. It's terrible. I love Dumbo. <laughs> Just Does it also remind you of John? <laughs> Are you picking on John for his ears? His huge ears. <laughs> That's a, she made that reference the other day. Um, yes. So that, yeah, I think I'd have to bring Dumbo yeah. as like a childhood favorite and like a comfort movie. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. Uh, yeah. I think that's, yeah, I'm feeling good about that. The book is still hard. I'm I'm not sold on the book yet. Um for movies, if I if I could bring a movie series, I want to bring The Lord of the Rings. If I can only bring one movie, I'm bringing The Two Towers. Um, so, like, I can whittle that down pretty easily. Um, I mean, so my favorite book is Beloved. I haven't you read it. You don't want that on well, a desert island. I might. Cause I, so, I haven't read it in a really long time. So, it would be interesting to revisit. And it's, like, so complex that you could read it multiple times. And probably still pull like new stuff out from it. So if I was going for something like if I needed um, like stimulation, like something to challenge the brain, I think that's what I would go for. But if I just wanted like a fun book, I'd probably bring a dirty job because that's my other favorite. Such a good book. Book. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. And very escapist. If yes. I was just trying to like not be on the desert island. Right. I think that. Trick is the escapism. Right. Like yeah. I think you would need the, the escape. But I can it. get that from Lord of the Rings, right? Like that's the two towers true. will provide me the mental enjoyment. Sure. And the two towers. That's the one. I love the Battle of Helm's Deep. Okay. It's like my favorite part in the whole trilogy. Yeah. Is specifically the Battle of Helm's Deep, which is the second part of Two Towers. So, what about music? If you could have like a playlist, what uh, would that would be tough. What would you put as like, you know what I'm thinking? Like, yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy where he only has like the tape. Like one artist or like one album? What or, are the parameters? Well, okay, let's maybe do, just for sake of time, top three songs that would like have to be on your Desert Island playlist. Okay. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend, um, Dan Wright, who's a librarian. Um, he turned me on to a band called Dawes, which I'm really into all of a sudden. So just throwing that out. There. What kind of music are they? Uh, kind of like singer songwriter, kind of like modern folk is okay, okay. where I would put them. I don't cool. know. Yeah. Check them out. So I would need Lizzo. Mm. Any Lizzo song would be sufficient in your desert yeah. island. Experience. Dua Lipa. Mm, I love oh. me some Dua Lipa too. I don't like Dua you Lipa. don't like Dua Lipa. No. <laughs> really? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like her. I I kind of dig her. Mm-hmm. I, those are my two that I like artist wise. I guess I didn't pick out a song, so maybe I'm not doing my own rules. But she broke them. Ooh, I got immediately. It. Elton John. I'm still standing. You need nice. it. Nice. You need to pick me mm-hmm. up if you're on that deserted island. I think if I was bringing three songs to the deserted island, I'm going to bring I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Nice. Because um, that's your like upbeat times. Um, Sugar, We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. And probably Fishing in the Dark by the Nitty Gritty. Nice. nice. I think those are going to be my three. Very like interesting selection there. I like that. I, I'll Man. stay amused. It'll be good. And I've liked those songs for so long, so I don't think I'm going to get tired of them. Right. Hmm. It's tough. So I'm going to go a little bit of everything by Dawes. I'm going to go with Sleep on the Floor by Lumineers. 
and Spoon Man by Soundgarden. Okay, some Soundgarden. Yeah. Lumineers are fun too. Yeah. I'm going to have to check out this Dawes band. Yeah, yeah, me too. Got no knowledge there. No. I feel like I already gave mine. Lizzo, Dua Lipa. Elton John. Songs don't matter. Elton John, I'm still standing. You need it. Yeah. Need that, like, perk. Yeah. Desert Island. Cool. I kind of want to change my answer about the book, though. What? To what? Oh, no. I want, like, <laughs> Webster's Unabridged English Dictionary. Hollow it uh, out. Oh. Fill it with more books. No. <laughs> He's cheating. He's cheating. You're doing Very Dwight answer. For a second, I thought you were going to learn all the words, though. And, like, <laughs> I do think that's a great idea. Like... He comes back and he's like, this centiferous pontification <laughs> that I have Mere Starling. We're a bit peckish after being on the desert island. Here's Jonathan, please, after a day of laying on this chair. I need to put my mouth under an ice cream cone machine. <laughs> as long as you don't touch it with your mouth, it's fine. Yeah. Beneath is fine. On, inappropriate. You know those kids that do the full mouth fountain drink? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Little kids are like... <sighs> Yeah. Oh, a water fountain. Water fountain. I was thinking like a soda fountain, and I was like, "What Ooh, kids are you seeing? Put what their mouth on the soda rat, fountain." Hill well, rat restaurant is la la. It just makes that. economic sense. We don't have to mess with a cup. I can lift her up, and put her mouth there. <laughs> Doctor Pepper. Okay. Less single use plastic. It's considerate <laughs> right. for the environment. That's really That's right. nice. It saves the sea turtle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I so should. this has been an interesting episode. We <laughs> answered a lot of questions about us as educators. So I think this is an interesting concept and we could absolutely do this with students as a chance to get to know them. They get to know us, but it also gives you the chance to know a little bit more about the where the whiteboards are gang. Yeah. Gang yeah. gang. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. See you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can re- reach us at WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employees school districts, or communities in which they work.